no mai, haida mai, tūro, oro mai, and welcome to Koko Ngāti, a podcast that combines cross-cultural, wahine Māori and Pacific male perspectives on issues and topics relating to us. It's our stories by our people. Kia orana, I'm Johnson Rayella. Kia ora, I'm Maya Wilson, and we are the hosts of Koko Ngāti. Season 1 focuses on being mixed race here in Aotearoa. Although we aren't entirely mixed race ourselves, we talk to inspiring people who share their experiences. In this episode, we cordial with a talented Māori businessman who is a director, shareholder, music recording artist, creator and a papa of three. I had a great teacher who was a young dude who was an investor. I'd never heard of investing in shares at that point. None of my family had. And he came in and taught this paper and he was telling me how to invest in shares back then. And he was like, look, I just made six grand on this. I just made three grand on this. He goes, you guys can do it too. And I was like, what? What is this? Why? My family are buying lotto tickets. <laughs> what, is, what, what is this lotto? Yeah, what is this lotto? Um, and so my mind just started to shift a bit. Te Awanui Reader talks to us about growing up in the 90s and 2000s loving music, his real journey, and how he raises his tamariki to empower their multicultural heritage. He also shares about his passion for education, gives us an insight into his various businesses and drops some mean advice for budding entrepreneurs out there and he gives us the lowdown on a brand new Māori anime series. Kia ora uh, no ngā pōtiki me ngaiterangi me ngāti kahungunu me ngāti raukawahau um, brought up in central Auckland uh, and now live in the beautiful Te Whanganui Atara um, in Ōwhiro Bay and loving it here. I'm probably Wellington's biggest fan. I don't miss <laughs> Auckland at all. <laughs> so how, how did the how did the um, how did the whole change come to come to Wellington? Well, it was love, and um, I was like, oh man, okay, should I do it? Should I not? Um, because everything I knew was in Auckland, and I just thought, wow, well, have a go. Let's see what it's like and um, and haven't looked back. And um, yeah, like I said, I think um, Wellington is really underrated. Mm. Well, not in terms of property prices, but um, oh. it's, it's a bit crazy out here for that. But in terms of what it offers, I think it's like a small, big city. It's not as big as Auckland, but it still has that vibe of, a, of an international spot. Um, as somebody who's travelled a little bit and, um, and I love that about it but it also knows who it is and I think being from the arts I fit in really well here so um, yeah I love it I so love funny because all three of us are from Auckland and, <laughs> yeah, and, and we're here run away. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about that upbringing what was yes. your upbringing like in central Auckland oh man I loved it I loved Auckland mm. back then um, we had the best rugby team and yeah, then we must be going back along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I had a real, I had wonderful parents. Um, my schooling kind of journey was really cool. I went to Mount Albert Primary. Um, we had a Samoan principal, which was really uncommon yeah. at that time, Mr. Ova'a. Um, and then from there, you kind of do this journey, right? Everyone goes through that journey. And then from Mount Albert Primary, I went to Kofi Intermediate, mm-hmm. which I loved. I think it's the oldest intermediate in the country mm-hmm. um, and had such a good time there. And then from there, I was playing rugby, like representative rugby for Auckland. And I had to choose between taking scholarship to a, I wouldn't say a private school, but there were offers from St. Peter's and 
grammar and that kind of thing. Um, but I was over rugby. I had a coach, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but he was he was just not the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Not that I did did not that I knew that at the time, but I just thought his style was um, just a bit kind of authoritarian and uh, old school. Old because he was a cop too. Um, lovely guy, but I just I felt. Yeah, I just didn't click. And the year before that, I had a wonderful coach uh, who was um, Murray Hillier um, from Ponsonby Club. And um, good old ponies. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And we had we had, not only did we have the mean team, but he was just uh, just a good man, I think. Um, and that's why um, we really loved him. He was like another dad almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mum was a DP at um, Western Springs College at the time, and she said. Look, I know you haven't really thought about Western Springs, but just come and have a look. And I went and I remember seeing um, like Shea there. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like Shea Fu. Um, And he was there. I think he was there with his whanau checking it out for his younger brother. Um, And I was like, yeah, I want to come here. (laughs) I want to go there. Um, So that was was really cool. But he was in uh, Supergroove back then. Mm, mm. Um, And so, and that's what happened. So I ended up going to Western Springs College. Um, Had a great time. Loved that school so much. Um, Met some really good people, uh, friends to this day. Mm. And from there... I got a scholarship, much like yourself, uh, but went to AUT, uh, did a business degree, um, and through that worked on radio and did Nisian and, and all of these things. Um, so I had, a, I had a great life yes. in Auckland. Like, I, I really loved it. Um, but it was a good time for the city. Mm. It was very Pacific. It was very mm. mildy. Um, like I said, our rugby team was the best. And um, we had Carlos Spencer and, you know, like mm. it was just a, right. it was a cool time, man. And then the Warriors just, and they were the Auckland Warriors, you know, mm. like it was before they were the New Zealand Warriors. And um, it was just a cool time, like summertime. Oh, that's the other thing. Like back then there was just my FM. Yeah. Mm. And, right. um, and we lived and died by that station. And Mike Haru was like the God. Mm-hmm. And the goddess was V-Shane, yeah. and, um, who still to this day has like the sexiest radio voice. I don't. Love you, V-Shane. Um, I had the biggest crush on her voice for years. Um, and, you know, so the music was just And created like, the crush. Oh, and created the... Of yeah. course she did. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was just a beautiful time for music, especially for R&B and hip hop. And... Um, yeah, it was like the golden years. Like we had, we had everyone back then. Puck was still alive. Biggie was still alive. Um, Bone Thugs was smashing it. It was um, Mariah, you know, mm. at her like innocent time. Uh, Whitney was still alive. Um, so it was, it was crazy time. What about in terms of New Zealand music? New Zealand music back then. To be fair, I didn't really listen to much mm. um, because I was just listening to the Boys to Men album like every damn day. Like that was my yeah, that's thing. When, <laughs> R&B, when R&B and music, you know, told stories, endless, you know, love timeless, songs. timeless love songs. Yeah, timeless yeah, yeah, love yeah. Songs. I'm, I'm a sucker for love songs and, um, and I'm a big romantic and a big sook. Um, <laughs> but that was like, we had, we had the greatest and Michael was still alive then, mm. MJ. Man, I kind of miss it. I yeah. actually, I do. I miss that time because I was so invested in our music, mm-hmm. I was so invested in the lifestyle. 
Um, we all wanted to be like African American. Uh, <laughs> I still you, want to be. Oh yeah, it'd be nice to be over six foot. Um, <laughs> 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 um But it's yeah. So I miss that time. I miss how how much I loved music mm. back then because now um, uh, I'm aware of it, but I wouldn't say I'm a f- I'm a big fan of um, of certain artists. Maybe like, I like Ty Dolla Sign at the moment. He's pretty cool. I don't love music like I used to. Yeah. And I miss that feeling. Yeah. Um, and I tr- I'm trying not to do that because I'm like, oh, am I just getting old? But um, I, every time I think about it, I'm like, nah, I enjoyed having the lyric book. I enjoyed mm. going to get the single when it re- released, you know, like all of yeah. that stuff. Before we before we go on further, we just want to know your your family makeup. Mm. What, what what's, what's, what's that look like? Cool. So, like, from but my mum and dad? Yeah, or yeah, from, yeah. Uh, and and, and where, where are they from? Where are they from? Okay, so my mum is from Putaruru. Um, from Put? She, from Put, you know. Yeah. Um, and her family are the Edwards um, back there. And so she's not alive anymore. Um, but my dad is from Tauranga. He still mm. lives there. Mm. Um, and our papa kainga. Um, they were, like, country kids that came to the city to get their degrees and, and kind of do well in, in their fields. And then um, wow. and then dad was always kind of gunning to head back to Tauranga mm. at some point. Um, and then I have a sister. She's an ECE teacher in Papakura. Um, and her partner is Leroy, who owns Maya Inc. Um, probably oh, one of our okay. best tattoo okay, artists. Yeah. yeah, so beautiful, beautiful dude. His whole family are really lovely. Um, and they have an, um, our niece, which is Jordan, um, and their two dogs, Maya and Rocky. Um, and then there's my whanau, which is Anushka, and she's Samoan Japanese. Ah, okay. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like nice and then really fiery. And then, <laughs> yeah, so you've got to be careful how that discussion or, or argument goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our kids, uh, obviously, Maori, Samoan Japanese. And, um, and, and Pākehā too. They have Pākehā lineage um, from my side being Irish from Limerick. Our name is O'Keefe. Or as my missus says, Okefe. <laughs> I'm like, why do you want to do that to my partner name for? Um, so I'm still yet to learn a little bit about that. And then on our other side is uh, uh, is Danish uh, from the Tapsul side. Uh, it's a big name in, in kind mm. of Tauranga, Maketu way. Um, and we've also got some German and English kind of papa in there too. But um, I still need to kind of delve a bit more into that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but your grandfather was part of the Māori Battalion? You're yes, yes, yeah. both. Um, my grandfather and his wow. father was in World War One, but my grandfather, um, Hutana Edwards, was in, yeah, in the Māori Battalion for the B Company. Um, mm. But he's he's not here anymore either, but he wanted to, when he passed away, all he wanted was his Māori Battalion blazer. Mm. Anyone? So I thought, oh, that's so cute. Because I was like, ooh, Koro, is that blazer still around? Because <laughs> look. I think it'll fit your son. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> so talking about your tamariki, yes. um, how have you and your wife found it to raise these, our tamariki in both their Maori, yeah. Samoan, Japanese, whakapapa? Yeah, that's, how has that been? That's a good question. That's a good question. I'm not sure. We're just, we're just kind of trying stuff out, mm. I think is, the, is probably the the methodology, but I think one thing we try and do, well, we tried to do with our son in particular, was make sure he could speak te reo. Mm. And the only way to do that, if you're, especially if you're not matatau, te reo, mm. is send 
them to Kohanga, which we had, and um, and he loves it. Oh my gosh, yeah. we love it. Um, you, there's hearty Fano involvement, mm. and and to some families that's like, oh, fuck, I don't want that. Um, and to, to <laughs> that's be, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's um, I won't lie, man. It's been really choice not only for uh, for our tamaiti, but uh, for us to just get to know the other Fano. And they're in getting their feelings about what that looks like for them and their whānau because there's lots of mixed uh, whānau that have come through. Um, so one of the girls that w- used to be there was uh, French Māori. Wow. her So they would speak French at home, but then Māori at Kohanga. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me and they. Um, and there's, what, oh, yeah, there's, there's so many mixes there. Um, so we're... Um, yeah, so we, we really like that. And he's about to go on to Kura at uh, Ngā Mokopuna, which is in Situn here in Wellington. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. We mm. went in yesterday to have a look mm. at the class and um, what they do. And they started with Waiata. And it was mean. Then they did some meditation. <laughs> I, and I was going to my missus like, watch these kids. I bet you they're just going to play up like halfway through. Because it was long. No. All focused home. I was like, these are like five-year-olds. Wow. Wow. Well trained five-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe way. auntie is like fierce and they're scared <laughs> to hell. But, um, but yeah, just our thinking and our way and our paradigm is, um, I think before wasn't, uh, maybe due to colonization and, and all of these things, we were yeah. not skeptical of it, but we had concerns. Like, is it as good as park yeah, education? Mm. But we have to remember it was here a millennia before they even got, mm, got mm. here. So, we, you know, it's remembering that actually what we have done for a long time is is great. Mm. You know, mm. all of our mātauranga is there. And um, and let's let's have confidence in that, um, especially for those of us that are brought up in urban park exactly. settings. Hey, so um, and we weren't matato makes us a bit scared too because mm. we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't even speak Māori and... Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been a hell of a journey, but I had to go back to uni when I was 30 to learn how to speak Māori mm. from my younger cousin who was, <laughs> who's lecturing there, uh, who handed in Victoria University's first PhD in Te Reo. Um, but before he went there, he knew nothing. Mm. He knew no Māori. So it's amazing now. He's one of our, our best speakers. What's his name? Let's give him props. Uh, Vinny olsen Reader, mm. Um, and just a beautiful fella too. Um, so he encouraged me to go back, but that was part of that journey. Mm. You know, I'm not going to be the fellow you get on the pipi to do the mm. fight court at all. But my role is to go. Okay, my babies are going. Maybe mm. going to be there. So has that yeah. been quite daunting too? Because sometimes I feel like in a setting, I'm not fully matatoitiro, but I can speak and yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that I'd necessarily want to do in front of a no, camera. No, hell no. But but you've done it. But I've done it, and it's sort of like. For some Māori, mm. I feel I'm not Māori enough for them, but then I go into a Pākehā setting and I feel like I'm too Māori. Yeah, when it comes to karakia time, yeah. you're like, oh, why not? Or can you swing your yeah. point? Yeah, we become the cultural advisor yes. of, of all things Māori yes. in those settings. Um, yeah, like, I won't lie, like, every time I do it, like, I get so nervous. I mm. don't know why, because I'm a pretty confident speaker, and mm. but we have to remember that I'm not as fluent as I am in Parker, mm-hmm. and I have my brain has to literally shift, yeah. um, which is which is quite tough in general, <laughs> just mm-hmm. to do. So um, it's daunting every time. It never gets easy for me, um, and that's why I know right now this is, you know, in terms of my learning and journey with the deal. It's just just 
go at your own pace mm. and um, and not put pressure on yourself. Mm. I think you've got to um, just be easy on yourself because you're not only learning Ariel, you're learning our whole worldview. Mm. You know, multiple worldviews mm. within there. It's tikanga, it's kawa, yeah. it's all these protocols. It's not just a language. You got it, and like, and then there's the wayata and karakia side. Mm. And look, I'm bad enough at just remembering my own songs. So <laughs> <laughs> learning multiple wayata and karakia is like, it's such a bit of a, it's a mission for me. Mm. Um, even though I love them, I like will forget the verse or something. So um, I've kind of like submitted, you know, even though like I'm high achiever and I'm still like, oh, well, I still could be on the pipe. I still could mm. be the kaikōrero for this. But reality is, is that no, probably not for me, and um, I just have to accept that and kind of submit to that. But where my journey is taking me is more just like, okay, make sure my son sees it. Mm. Oh well, all my kids see it, um, and and learn off him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because your son, um, you know, we're keeping on this track of the Tereo journey, um, your son before used to get confused like used to merge english maori and samoan yeah kind of in, in responses right yeah um and you've also gone on a samoan learning journey too yeah why i think it's just well one i wanted to kind of know what my missus was saying what <laughs> and when i go to like her family events well our family events that i'm at least i'm aware of the conversation or the mm. talent or that's happening but um but it's tough, I won't lie, because you learn in a tea style. Mm. So that's the formal kind of style you may hear in church yeah. or that the, um, that the orators will speak in. Um, so it's it's not what you listen to on the street. Mm. Whereas the Māori you hear, you can, it's the same yeah. pretty much. Um, so that's been a bit tricky for me. But um, the more I've learned Samoan, actually the better I can see the differences and connections mm. between Māori and it makes it very simple to flow mm. between. Look, if I had my perfect day would be waking up, maybe a maybe a workout, nothing too heavy, um, and then learning languages. I would love to do that. That's the, that's the vision mm. of where I'm trying to head to so that I can be, again, not matatau i te reo hāmoa, but competent enough mm. to listen and to respond um, very basic, mm. but I think it just shows respect and it shows anybody, like not even just my kids, but anybody that actually the, you're connected with these languages, mm. whether you know it or not. Um, all the Pacific languages, as Māori, we connect to. And um, I just want my kids to be confident that they're, that they're both. Mm. Yeah. Bef- before, we, before we move on, I wanted just to come back to mixed race cultures and, yes. and your children and... Um, why why do you think it's important, especially in this day and age, that they mm. are um, aware of who they are, where mm. they come from, um, and are confident in being able to walk in three different spaces? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it important? I just think it's important to be grounded for where you are, yeah. right? And where we are is Aotearoa, and because they're Māori, they fuck up up right here. Mm. So it makes sense that they can identify with who they are in this space. Um, being Samoan, it's important they know that too. Mm. Um, but also the connection to here mm. and actually um, throughout the islands mm. so that they are just, they're instantly worldly. They're not just from here. 
you know. So that's that's important that they know that. But I think it teaches them respect of other cultures. I think that they can see the difference, find the connection, which we generally do, and then be able to relate with them. Yeah. I think is is the important thing here. It's more about others mm. than themselves because they'll know who they are. Mm. But if they can make others feel safe being them in this space, mm. um, particularly if they're from overseas, then I think that's a beautiful thing. It's that whole perspective thing too. So their worldview is not just of Aotearoa, but they know their history, their whakapapa of everything. Yeah. And I think that's quite cool because not everyone gets that upbringing, yeah. which I think is quite special. Yeah. So if we sort of True move... That down the track and yep. we talk about music and you've sorely briefly touched about it yeah so where did your love from music come mm. from i've always loved music i think it's i don't know anyone that doesn't like music have you always um, known that you could sing no I, I i wanted to sing i wanted to sing like michael jackson yeah. um and then i would practice hard um and then it wasn't until i got to springs at college when Donald goes to me from New Zealand, he goes, wow, you're a good singer. And that's when it clicked, like, oh, well, maybe I've got something here. You know, maybe I sound all right. Um, but I had to work on that and I had to find my voice. And I, even now, to so be honest. So you were brought up through Kapaka? No, oh, I didn't. Okay. I was just mainstream the whole way. I wanted to, like, I love those songs. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't until college where I really not only embraced music, but really studied it, really studied the songs, listened bought the albums, went through the whole album, mm. who's the producer, listen to the lyrics, what is the structure, why do they go high here, why do they cut the beat here. So I, I, I'm a bit of a geek for this stuff. <laughs> and, I um, can't tell. <laughs> I still can't tell. <laughs> so, uh, and, and what I started to figure out is when, when I love something and I know it to be true, then for some reason I get kind of good at it. Like whether it was rugby or whether it was touch or whether it was music or broadcasting or whatever it is, there is something that switches in me and goes, okay, you got this now. Mm -hmm. So now, and what I know is that, yes, inspired, but then hard work, mm -hmm. get that done, that becomes easier. Kind of like sport, like, and you would know this, like whenever you pick up something new, you've got to go through that stage where you're just... Well, some of us, we're just useless for a long time and you've got to practice to get better. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know that once you get over that bit and you get good, that's when you can win and be have fun and that kind of thing. We well, can have fun when you're being useless, but it's way more fun when you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's what happened. I, I, it clicked. I thought, oh, maybe there's something here. And then I just worked hard mm -hmm. to, to learn how to write music. And through your through your musical journey, you know, obviously you're most well known for the for the work through Nature Mystic. Yeah. But um, I was surprised to learn that through that journey, you know, you you also studied and um, you know you ended up picking up an MBA. And, mm. uh, where did where did that advice come from to to not only study but to be smart yeah, about question. business and money? Good question. Um, I, I think. My my parents are big inspiration. They both had like masters degrees, um, so it was it was just com common knowledge for me that after school I would go to university. Mm. There was no other option. That's what I was going to do. I didn't know what that meant though. Like I didn't know what university meant. I didn't I I didn't even know what business meant. Mm. What I thought is that I just remember kind of wanting to go on camp, and um and I couldn't we couldn't afford to, yeah. and I was like. Fuck. 
I, man, I don't want to be in that position ever again. And I just remember um, going, okay, well, I want to learn how to not be broke. And, um, and that's why I chose business. Um, and then fortunately, my dad had worked at AIT back then, before it was AUT, um, in Te Arapautama with Sir Toby Curtis and Matt Carr and all of these brilliant Māori men. But there was a wonderful woman called Hariata there, and she was um, the Māori liaison. Um, and she just said to me, well, look, why don't you study business and there's a scholarship and mm-hmm. if your marks are good enough, you can get in. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I was talking to my mum about it and she goes, um, this was when they had school C. So this mm-hmm. is going back a bit now. But um, she goes to me, well, she goes, well, you don't have to wait till seven form. You could go after six form. Oh. And I was like, oh, what? What? What is this? Heck. Um, and so she said to me, she goes, well, what you can do is you can just gun through your subjects for the first half of the year, take those marks to head administration and get them to estimate based on that what your final marks will be. And back then in your top four subjects, you had to be under eight or 10. So you would get marked. If you were the best in the class, you'd get one. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, that sounds mean. Okay. Let's, and I said, well, what subjects do I have to take? And she goes, any subjects. Wow. And that was the game changer. Yeah. I was like, Okay, and so she, I said, so what's your advice? Which one? She goes, just do what you love. And so I said, like, okay, well, I'll do English, I'll do PE, I'll do biology, I'll do whatever they were. And um, a drama was another one. And, I, and of course I love drama and mm. English and all of these classes, so I just went hard. And then I ended up getting like, yeah, eight, I think, or ten, um, halfway through the year. And without fail, I went to the head administration, can you estimate my marks based on this? And they said, yeah, we think you'll get under 10. And um, I took that to the university and said, can I get in based on this? They're like, yep, you can. And so I was already in uni before I'd even sat my exams. And um, yeah, and so I was like, shot. I'm out of here, write my name and just walk out of the room kind of stuff. Yeah, so. so you're pretty brainy. <laughs> I think my thing is I can see opportunity. And um, and it also made me realize that there is not only one way. Mm. And actually, you can design your own way within the frameworks that they have. Mm. So that was really a, like a light bulb moment for me. How did you, how did you manage uni with? Music. Yeah, it was. I won't lie. It was a challenge. There were um, many classes that weren't made, um, <laughs> and and exams where I was flying in from London and having to sit the exam and then go out and tour, um, half cut a lot of the time. Um, but it was like you just do it because you have to. Like there is no like, I've only got this amount of time. I can only no. That doesn't that doesn't work. Like this is the goal. Well, what do you need to do to get yeah. that? Like, you do whatever it takes. Yeah. So I would go and do our radio show, mm-hmm. and then I would go and perform, and then I'd make my classes that I could, and knew I had this report, but um, it was it was okay. You got there, and don't get me wrong, I didn't pass every paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my first accounting one, and I was never good with maths. I can make money, <laughs> but um, trigonometry and... 
oh man, I, I was just getting it. And then they said, this is algebra. And I was like, I'm just getting the numbers. Why are you throwing in letters? Yeah. Um, but um, it, was, it, was, it was always a bit of a struggle for me. And maybe that's part of the teaching as well. Mm. It's, not, it's not always incumbent on us to know it and just automatically get it. Mm. So, which I know now being an older man. Um, so I just, I took this accounting paper because it was a core paper. And um, I remember the first assignment we got, which was, for something like 70%, I got like 12%. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I was just like, oh, damn. But thankfully, we had um, a Māori mentoring uh, student group at um, AUT that were wonderful. Um, Help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the fellow who helped me was Hore Paul, who's now the head of marketing at Te Wānango Aotearoa. Um, and... We, they really came in for the young fellas um, that were struggling with some of the papers, but I came back and smashed it the next time. And it was funny because then I took economics and ate it. Like, mm. you know, because same thing. I had a great teacher who was a young dude who was an investor. Mm. I'd never heard of investing in shares at that point. None of my family had. Um, but this guy just came to, he was just teaching for a semester. Um, and he came in and taught this paper and he was telling me how to invest in shares back then and he was like look i just made six grand on this i just made three grand on this he goes you guys can do it too and i was like what what is this why my family are buying lottery tickets <laughs> what, what is, what, what is this lotto? lotto yeah what is this yeah, lotto yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so my mind just started to shift a bit as i got introduced to these new um uh new concepts and wow. new new things and um and it was fun. I yeah. love being a student. Like I was at the time, I was I was lucky because I had money um, and I was working. But um, I just thought it was such a cool time to um, meet new people and um, and have a great time while learning. Yeah. It's so interesting hearing you talk about that because the only other person that I hear talk about that is is Maya around um, having to juggle. Mm. You know, often come back from like, you know you mentioned yeah. flying in from mm. London or flying in from a, a Silver Ferns tour and then having to <laughs> go back to study. Um, so yeah. it's it's, it's, mm. it's interesting and um, yeah, big ups to you guys Thanks, that, man. that do that. Yeah, it's not easy. No, you know, and it's like this, bro. But people don't see that. No, people, no. People only see no. the music videos. People only yeah. see the the highlights reels on Sky. Yeah, and, you know. When I was younger, you know what? I wanted them to see that. I wanted them to see the grind. I wanted them to know how hard I was working. But now, not so much because I think that that I just we need them in the door first and foremost. Mm. So I try not to scare them with this is what it was for me. Like no sleep and da 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 da. da. But um, rather, I would say, look. Go and study, whatever it is, go and do a trade, do whatever, and see if it fits with you, you know, and if you're not liking it, change. Um, but the hard work, you can't teach that. That is inherent in the person when they find what they love. So I think just show them the door, let them have a look around, but it's on them, man, like to um, to want it um, and to do what it takes to get there. And um, we, can't, we can't give it to them. But at the same time, we don't want to because... If we do, they won't appreciate it. Mm. Um, so we just got to toe talk or when they do fall, because they will, and they will struggle, um, just like we did. Um, but we just got to make sure we've got their back when they do that. Mm. But the main thing is in the door um, with whatever type of learning that is, whether it's traditional tertiary education or learning from their koro or going to a polytech or doing a night course or doing something even on YouTube or on the internet, whatever it is, it's mean. Yeah. Awesome. Let's yeah. let's celebrate that. Let's let's support that. But um, but it's for them to 
Yeah, to be welcome mm. to the grind. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Have we always food. been this driven and had that work ethic? Because I feel like not everyone is like that. No, anybody can do anything. Mm. But the reality of it is, is only a few will. So mm. my corridor is for those that may be just second guessing the confidence. They don't have the confidence to do it when they're actually good enough. Mm. Um, it's to just have a go. Trust yourself, back yourself. It's not going to be a hundy all the way. You're not going to love it all the way. Um, but you won't know unless you try and mm. unless you have a go and unless you have courage. And it's the same in business. I've met lecturers galore. I've met people galore with, oh, this is the next big idea, but have never owned a business or have never done it or have never put their money there. Um, to me, you need skin in the game. And if you don't, then you've got nothing to lose. So um, that's that's the position I come from. But I'm also aware that I'm not like everyone else. Mm. And um, and I, I have to be mindful of Alfano that don't come from because I think I came from like quite a privileged background, mm. like good parents, both parents at home. Um, we had money. Um, we weren't rich, but we had money. Mm. Um, we lived in a nice area, like simple things like that. So for our whānau that don't have that, mm. uh, which are many of my whānau, my main thing is just have a look. You're good enough, mm. but I can't. We, no one can do it for you, uh, but I got your back mm. when, you, when you fall. So, um, nice. And you will. So let's just accept that. Mm. All good. We all will, but I've got your back. Mm. Yeah. Um, and just to keep on going. Because there is, there is the light at the end of the tunnel, even though it doesn't seem like that. But, um, yeah, and what we know in terms of the stats, in terms of the research, is that anyone with a degree or a trade for that uh, matter will earn a million dollars more in their lifetime than somebody that doesn't. So my thing is like, bro, just get one. doesn't matter what it's in. Mm. And um, at least you cover that stat off. You just tick, mm. you know. Um, but... The other crazy thing is that when we look at our lifetime, like, why would you just do one degree? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, if you have, you know, we, we, we're locked into this, again, a, part of this is, I guess, colonization in a way, but you do one thing and that's what you do for 40 years. But mm. you know, that's not real anymore. What does mm. the word career even mean? Mm. You know, so I would say always study, be a lifelong learner, mm. no matter what it is. So I have a policy for myself that I will study part-time. Regardless, so I'm doing, like at the moment, I don't know why I put myself in this position, but I'm doing, I'm doing another master's in UX design yeah. and a BA in Māori studies and Pacific studies. Mm -hmm. um, but I just chip away, bro, like nothing, I might be finished in 10 years, yeah. but it's all good with me because I'm not in a rush. I'm studying because I want to. Um, so I do a, I go back and do an undergrad paper next year in Tikanga and um, and in Rio um, at Vic and then the following year I'll do one for this Masters and I'll just take my time and chip away um, and it's just, it just keeps me sharp keeps me around people that want to do better um, and I'm with lecturers that are pretty sharp so particularly if they're you know the Māori ones are mean um, they go um, oh, in the Pacific ones but they go above and beyond like to make sure bro I got you you're going to pass this paper we're going to get you there like what do you need? So, um, and shout out to David Hakarai at um, uh, Vic Uni for um, That's being something awesome I needed to hear today because I've, I've, I've been considering going yeah, to do some study. Do it. Because you've got a master's, but you can do another one. Yeah. I'd love to go back and do a PhD. Do it. Go, go and do a PhD. Largely because um, there's very few Cook Island um, yeah. doctorates out there. Yeah. And so Special. I'd love to kind of add 
to that pool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good and to hear prime. about hearing it. And Always nice to get a doctor in front of the name. Like, <laughs> let's, oh, let's wrong, put that that's, on. That's part of yeah. it too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, man, I'd love to do that. But I know for me, it was my ego talking more than my actual yeah. like truth. I was like, nah, you just, you just want the PhD for that. <laughs> so you don't like, deserve it yet. 24 hours ago, a friend was saying you could do it part-time. And I was like, yeah, ah, just chip away at it. For know. all my like, all See, our the people. Same thing that you did. You yeah, just chip away. Slowly. For all our people that are working, that that are that have done their kind of first dash at uni, or wherever it is that you're learning, that's what I would recommend. Just go mm. back, choose what you love, and just chip away. Mm. Um, but honestly, because it's easier the mm. next time you do it. Um, I was writing reports uh, for my uh, for this masters, and I delivered because. I work in that area too with my company. He was like, bro, you've done like double the work and the quality is like, is too mean. Like you've made the other people that we've given A's to look like they should have got C's. Um, so with that passion, with that experience that we have now as, as kind of more mature students, um, honestly, is an advantage and um, you'll enjoy the journey more because you'll care about it more. When we're younger, we're just trying to get through for necessity and survival. Uh, and then that's where I'm at. <laughs> You're close though. Yeah. You're close. Nearly there. Um, so that's what I would say. That's what I would recommend to anyone out there that is thinking of, oh man, I would like to you know, learn to be a mean gardener or whatever it is. Bro, do it. Yeah. And um, remember, you've got a period of grace where you can go, I don't like this paper and get out and not, not spend any money. So you can try it before you buy. You've briefly touched on it, but run us through some of your businesses and yes. that you've owned. Yes. But what are the lessons that you've learned from them? Oh, so many. Um, okay, at the moment, I have a company called Big River Creative, and we visualize and do research and evaluation for government agencies, mm -hmm. particularly in the health and education sectors. Um, cool stuff. I love it. Mm -hmm. I get to see and do like research now with our communities and then visualize that not only for the ministers and the government, but also back to our people and mm. back to the community so that they know they've been heard and they know that the spirit of their corridor was held mm. through the whole thing. Um, so I'm doing lots of that stuff. Uh, I have, um, I love like fashion, not that I'm like a, like a mean, like crazy, like fashion dude, but I just like cool stuff. And now that I've got the business knowledge, I can make it a business. So I have my own gear, which Johnson one. Johnson is. I was I was going to put it on, but it's hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it over here. Yeah, and so this is our Hawaii, and the whole premise of this is is understanding that we're going to be better than we were yesterday. Mm. Um, and then honing that around our connection between Aotearoa and the Pacific or Hawaii, mm. which that is, and um, and it's gone really good. Like. Mm. I was a bit scared that it was going to go like too good because I'm not ready for it to do that yet. Um, but I'm really thankful for um, for everyone that supported and it's growing by the day. So I'm really stuck with that. Um, I have a, a talent agency called Solnote. And so we book for basically the best cover bands in New Zealand. Man, Solnote's um, been going for I mean, a long time. Yeah. Working in radio. Mm. Yeah, we're very we're very lucky. Yeah. Um, that's when my colleague uh, Petrina Atsongi Saina and she runs and manages the Pacific Music Awards. Mm. Um, was uh, services manager at APRA. Um, we worked there for twenty years. Probably probably the most trusted lady in music, um, wow. and the face of that for 
bus figure, mm. basically. Um, so really, she, yeah, she's like big sister. And um, so we do that, and that does really good. So bands go and play, and um, and we're lucky enough to take a cut off that. And um, and we hire out audio gear and that kind of thing too. So um, it goes, yeah, it goes, it goes really good. And what we about just, the other businesses that you've owned and sold off? Yeah, cool. Um, I owned uh, like a pizzeria on. on I was Kinshu. there once. They, that was me. Yeah, um, that was cool. And then I got an offer to sell, and that I couldn't let go. So I sold sold it um, and bought a house just down the road here yeah. on Tacey Street. Um, and that just got valued at a million. Thank oh. goodness. That's awesome. Um, so, and I've got my friend Jamie McCaskill in there with his whanau. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and at the moment we're creating... Wait, stay on properties. Okay. okay. You've, you've oh, we bought another house in Orfido Bay. And then you had one in Auckland? I did have one in Auckland. Mm. Sold that. Um, did really... Bought that when I was 20. Um, oh, yeah, I was back then. I bought a because I couldn't even back then. That was expensive for, for me anyway. So I had I, my money from Nijin. I'd been saving, and I had about twenty seven grand in the bank. Like not even that much, but you know that's kind of what was, was a deposit back then. Um, oh, and I was it was a bit tricky. Like okay, I'll say this. Like oh man, I might get in trouble. But hang on. Okay, so when I was younger, um, I was getting the student allowance. But I was getting paid too from Nijin and work and um, was not declaring. Um, and so, I did the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get to the clincher. So a few of us were doing this in the group. I won't name names, but um, definitely me. I'll put my hand up. And it's then, a bit hard because it was only like four and five. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, cool, cool, cool. But um, we um, we got a letter. We got a letter from um, Inland Revenue, and we had to come in for a bit of a hui. And so we turned up naive as we were, but we kind of knew what we were up to. Um, we we're like, oh look, they came in and this. They did it right though, because they led in with this, uh, with this kind of queer, specific queer. And she came in. And she was like, boys, you're in a little bit of trouble. And I was like, oh, okay, what's that for? Even though we all knew what it was for, uh, she was like, have you been earning and also getting the allowance and I was like yes we have been well I have been um and she was like that's good so here's the numbers <laughs> and she put a piece of paper down with all of our names on it and this is how much you owe and I was like yeah that's all good um are we able to pay this off fire and she was like you can pay it off how much how would you like to pay it off I was like is ten dollars a week okay she was like ten dollars a week is fine and that was it. And oh. we paid it back, paid it all back, $10 a week. Um, and never did that again. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, yeah, interest, yeah, interesting It's time. so funny because it does come back to... It to does. So and it like, did the same to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, Farno, like, you're good enough to make your own money and actually double what you're making. So i um, doing that before. So um, that's what I would say because I know there is a big jump to go, okay, I don't need that anymore. I don't need the benefit anymore. I'm going to earn this, even though... It's a safety thing, eh? It's a like safety people thing. People think we're so invested in the system that doesn't necessarily do the best by us. Yeah. But having that belief that yeah. how people can do that, like you said, double what they're earning on... If triple it. So, yeah. like, yeah. So that's why I, I want to say, like, if you're doing it to get by and get through and being at uni or whatever it is, or keep your whanau together and keep them fit, kapai, I get it. Go hard. But in saying that, as soon as you get the chance... To not have to do that, honestly, do it because you will be so thankful in the end. Um, anyway, back to the story. So, um, well, you've you've ticked off, you know, one of the lessons that you've learned. 
you know, yeah, ar- just around, around that. Do what you need to survive, but don't be reliant on yeah. it. Any other businesses? Um, what else? Dabbled in? Yes, we got, um, at the moment, we're creating New Zealand's first anime series. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about this. Wait, um, wait, wait, we're going to get to that later. Okay, okay. We'll <laughs> 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 just to, to save that. Yeah, okay, kapai. Within all these businesses, have you seen a difference in the way Māori approach their approach to business compared to Pacifica? No, well, there probably is, but I don't really notice it as a distinct difference. Uh, I think people bring their values to what they're doing. Um, But at the end of the day, at the base of it all, sorry, is that you've got a product or you've got a service that you're trying to sell. That's what it comes down to. Um, What I do notice is that we do lots of talking Mm. about, oh, this is what I'm doing. In terms of success stories, not as many as we should have, um, because some of them are really cool. But for whatever reasons, we just either don't hear about those stories, or they don't make it. Um, but I think for us as a community, as about just going, it's all good. Dust it off. Get back out there. Um, we'll buy from you. Let me buy a T-shirt, or let me buy a song. Oh, well, it's not even that anymore. It's streaming. It's old school. Um, or whatever it is. But going in and not wanting a discount or not wanting it mm. for free or not yeah. wanting it um, because that's your mate. Mm. You yeah. know, like we have to support like we would support a Nike, like we would support a Reebok or they can't grow. Mm. Um, 100%. Yeah. And when you can't grow, because most of them are small businesses doing it by themselves or with their partners or mm. Fano, if they can't get enough money to get somebody else to come and do that work, they will be stuck. Mm. You know, they will be stuck. So we need them to grow. We need them to scale at a safe pace for them so that they can enjoy their life. That's one thing that pisses me off, eh, is when people ask for a (laughs) discount. Um, And, 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 you know, one of the lessons um, that I look back on and, you know, when you work in broadcasting and, um, you know, artists, especially when you work in radio, you know, artists will come to you and be like, can you, play my song and all this yep. sort of jazz or people will hit you up and ask you for tickets to concerts to gigs and all this sort of jazz and then when you finish then yeah. you don't hear from them yeah <laughs> you know so uh, and the same thing goes in terms of um you know when, when you apply it to business and that sort of stuff so that's why i 100 percent always want to either support local um yes local talent support mates support yep. local cafes and stuff yep. like that so it's important always man. going up to blue rose up yep. in Auckland yeah. and um, the legend yeah and just just you know even even your stuff you yeah know, thank you, bro. you you've been like oh no well, you did i was like, trying no. to i was trying to give you something yesterday i don't i just don't so um you know if i'm in a position where i can yeah i'm I with will. you and i'm with you it's even the same for funding like if i know i can afford to do a project mm. i don't apply for the funding because yeah. i don't need it um and that was scary too because i was like nah this is free money why would i yeah. why would i do that but just being older it's going well that other person doesn't get the shot mm. um so it's less about us now and more about others mm. um, but what we do know is is kind of achievers is that they need us to do well so we can do that mm. like we uh, one of my boys said to me he goes i was like oh man like you know because I, I don't want it to be about me and i don't want it to just be my success you know and um, it's a real maybe it's a bit of a fuck my thing too because I don't want to be that that bots dude at the at the top going oh yeah this is what I've done kind of thing but he was saying to me he goes bro we need that like mm. 
who else is going to do it otherwise? And I was like, oh, it's true. Like, I remember when I used to send out emails and I used to not put my qualifications on because mm. um, I don't want to be an egg. Like, I don't want to be a, like, yeah, that pot's too guy. Oh, this is what I've got. Da, 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 da. But they're like, bro, we're so proud of you. Like, like that's that tall throw that stuff thing. at yeah. the top yeah. of your email. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, man, okay, cool. So it took me a long time to like reconcile that. Like, unfortunately, and fortunately, you've got to be the man or woman mm. to drive it to be the I success. Should change my email signature. <laughs> yeah, put it all down. <laughs> even all the, even the, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's so, cool, bro. That's um, yeah, so it's cool. ego and insecurity, all mm. kind of every day, right? That's what we're trying to juggle. Yet the people that we communicate with and talk to from. Um, other various industries have have all those letters mm. on there. They do, you know. They do. But for us, because um, it's not about us. Yeah, you know, it's not about. And and I think we're aware of, like, for for our other whānau that have again who haven't been had that privileged journey through education or or life, that actually like that might intimidate them. Yeah. So we know our audience, we know our people, and it's about figuring out the best way. To communicate with them so it's very different i talk to you very differently than i would maybe government officials or whatever that is but we know who we're talking to mm. you know we know so knowing that i wouldn't do that mm. i'd be like you have a kai here and yeah. what do you want to do like cool that's mean like okay cool like you know relate to them and really listen and really be empathetic um whereas to government people or the sector, yeah, this is me, this is what I've achieved. But what I know for them is that that gives them confidence mm. in the mahi mm. that I do. Mm. And, it lets, and also it's like a f- bit of a flex, like for the person on the other side of the table to say, like, don't fuck with me, mm. like, because I know my shit. Yeah. And um, it's an image thing, two way. So, like, when you go into those sort of arenas, it's like, Okay, what you got? Yeah, yeah. What you got? What you got, G? And especially, <laughs> there's a lens because you are Māori or Pacifica that there is that expectation oh that my you need to God. go above and beyond yes. what's going my, on. You know what I mean? On the money. You're on the money. No, mm. uh, I won't name her name, but I had a Pākehā woman uh, who's not even that mean a marketer, but um, she said to me, on this, on this, we were having this quarter and she was like, I don't know if you are like, like have the technical side of this and this is a this is a this is a thing parky i love to use with our people i don't know if you have the technical skills to do this is even though like i'm more more qualified yeah. more experienced um more successful i was like um we're talking marketing and if you walk down the street i bet you they won't know your name yeah you know like it's a it's an interesting thing but i remember without it you know she was yeah we had a very interesting discussion that day um but um they like to use that mm. to make it. That's colonization as well, right? Mm. They don't even know that they're colonized, but they are. No. Uh, yeah, they they think they're not, mm. but um, they're more colonized than we are. Um, but they like to use that to like fuck it to your mana mm. a little bit. Like, oh, I've got this a little bit over you. I've got the technical skills. Oh, I need to, to micromanage you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, micromanage. Like, yeah. In a week, this quarter or could go on for days. Um, but as a here's here's a here's some advice as a leader. If you have a gun or you have somebody that can fly on their own, do not micromanage them. Mm. That is like keeping the Ferrari in the garage. Mm-hmm. Just let them do their thing, trust them, and support them. That is definitely one. Mm. When you're just beginning, yes, you have to have that mentor, that 
person there to go catch you every time mm. and kind of keep you on the right track. But if they're guns at what they do and they're experienced, let them know that you trust them and just go have fun, do your thing. I know you're going to deliver. If you need help, holler. Mm. But other than that, I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. And that's what I do with all of my team. Mm. They're all good at what they do. They're all paid very well. Um, but I say, you know what we expect? Here's the goal. So let's do it. Mm. Yeah, pretty. Mint. So that's some good advice. Mint. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So <laughs> I told you not to talk about the anime series. But, um, <laughs> here we go. Okay, so here. So looking at, at what's next for, for you. Yes. Um, there's you know, your anime series that's been something that's been burning yes. in the pipeline for a, for a little while. Yep. Um, yeah, so so tell us about that. Give us some context to it too. Oh man, yeah, this, is, this has been one of the biggest learnings in my life. So I had this idea. Again, everyone's got that idea. Eh? Um, I was like, man, I'm sure like a f- um, there should be a mean cartoon. Like, and I'm not talking Moana, like don't get me wrong, that did its thing, shot to the rock, the man. Um, but I was like, where's something cooler? Like for us, mm. like that used to love cartoons, but now we're, you know, watching like, you know, <laughs> so I was like, I mean, I love Sailor Moon and like all of those ones, you know, and Bro, I love the anime cartoons, yeah, yeah. but like back then, you know, back I, then it was dope, I don't yeah. watch anime now. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. And I was the same. Yeah. I was the same. So I was like, I talked to my, my bro, uh, Brandon Tibon and we, um, about this idea. I said, probably would you be interested in trying to help me do this? He's like, yeah. Um, and he goes, oh, I know this guy called Jamie McCaskill, who's like, mean playwright. And I was like, oh, okay, mean. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And we just started writing, and we came up with a story. We got a little bit of funding, went to Japan, because we were like, if we're going to get anyone to make this, mm. it should be the Japanese. This is their thing. Hard. Mm. Who are the best artists in the world, right? Um, and so we went over, and we had 10 meetings lined up. We landed at midnight, first we at 8 in the morning, and we got a yes. Mm. So we'd achieved the goal within eight hours of, eight landing. Hours of landing. And we're like, well, far. Okay, well, should we, do we just party for the next 10 days or what's going on? But we had all the other hui, and the crazy thing is that they all said yes, mm. um, including uh, one of our bros, uh, Arthel, who owns the first African American anime studio in, in Tokyo. Wow. Um, yeah, he's done videos for like the weekend. Uh, Kanye, um, yeah, he's he's the man, the coolest dude. Um, so anyway, we chose to go with one of the bigger companies called um, Kishida, and then the journey began. But we knew nothing about anime and how to make one. We produced songs and videos and plays and TV series and podcasts and everything, but we don't know what that means. So um, so it's been lots of learning, um, and we had to call in help because we didn't know. So. We were really fortunate. We had advisors at NZTE, we were, uh, New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. And um, crazily, crazily, is that even a word? I don't know. Now it is. Um, now it is. Crazily. Um, my whanaunga, Rangi, was an advisor there, um, along with Te Puoho, um, and for the Māori investment team. And they're like, boys, how can we help you? And we're like, we think we need money from people to make this because we don't have it. Because yeah. to make a pilot, you need quarter of a million. Oh. For the pilot alone? For the pi- one minute. Oh. Oh my, oh my. One yeah, minute? Yeah. Oh. So we were like, well, it's all of the development. Hard thing, out, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we're like, what? Where are we going to? Who knows anyone that's rich? <laughs> um, but that wasn't going to fly. So we, we had to get some financial modeling done 
to give investors a kind of confidence that they would get something back if they did. So f- crazily, again, that word, um, we got the money together, we made a pilot, and um, oh. and since then, we've brought on Pukeko Pictures, which is just yep. in Miramar, mm-hmm. um, started by the Sir Richard Taylor, mm-hmm. um, and we have a wonderful team there who uh, have come on and... Oh man, I don't even know if I should say this. No, no, no. You, um, you, do, you don't want to. You don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to. You, know, you don't, don't want to ruin. You uh, say, but we've just, just got give s- us enough. We've basically, the story hinges on it's set in the future, thirty forty is the year. An eruption happens in the Moana, and this new island pops out, um, and all of our whanau from Hawaii go. Let's go back because this capitalism and world is not working for us so let's go back to the old ways so oh, we, this is sound so cool. yeah yeah so they set up this society new society on this island it's called kiwa which is our the name of our moana right. or kiva um and it follows the story of this young man called taurima who wants to be the best modako fighter in the world because modako at this point mm. is a worldwide sport mm. and so you've got fighters from all around the world uh, trying to be the bomb, and um, but Kiwa is the best in the world. Yeah. Um, but underneath Kiwa is this energy that allows you to access this thing that we've called Ayo, this consciousness, mm. where you can talk to your tupuna and do really cool, like cool stuff. It's kind of like the Matrix, a little bit. Um, and then from there, he it's his journey to become the best. Mm. Um, but it's not easy because he's not the biggest and he's not the strongest. And um, and um, so he has some ups and downs. Um, but and it's going to be bilingual, multilingual. It'll be in every language we can get it in. Yeah. Um, yes. The aim is that it's definitely in Māori and uh, English mm-hmm. and Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just see wherever it goes. It might be in Spanish. It might be in Samoan, Tongan. No. Um, our goal is just access for our people to their stories. Because not mm-hmm. ours, eh? This is an adaptation and drawing on our tikanga and our reo and our purako and kind of all the cool stuff that we have so um, and um and it's been fleshed out so many times we've revised it it's just gotten better and better as we've gone along um especially as we've watched more anime one of the one of the things, things i do want to ask there though is that how much creative control have you had over this because largely when we come up with an idea especially in this day and age or Good in this question, business Johnson. we come up with in this day and age we come up with an idea uh, especially when it's got to do with yes. indigenous culture. Mm. Yes. And then we start to bring different companies in and then all yeah, of a sudden we see our creativity start yeah. to wither I love, away. I love that question because you're right. That's, that is a uh, concern that we had when we started talking to these other people who aren't Māori and Pacific. Mm. Um, we wish they were, but they're just not at that level um, in this industry. So we chose partners based on that mm. That. The IP and the creative stays with us. Of course, we will listen to advice and what they have to say, but the buck stops with us. Mm. Um, working with our Japanese uh, anime studio, they we provide them all the references. They We give them what is called a Bible, and it's basically the character bio, story, mm. uh, references for mm. images, mm. Da, 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 so that they've got a guide uh, for what this looks feels sounds like mm. um music is a big part of this obviously i don't I mean uh, it's a personal thing though but i was like bro this has to have the best soundtrack in the world um but also like traditional songs mm. and um original songs in stereo or whatever mm. it might be um or hawaiian or, or whatever it might be yeah. so um are you singing on that well look look i have i have talked to the boys i was like look 
I might have to put it in the contract that I've got a song in every episode. <laughs> you know, like, because, hey, you know, hey, it's part of business. Hey, hey, and I've got some good songs there. Yeah. Um, but um, who knows? I'm happy to see what that looks like. Uh, I love collaboration. Um, I would love to work with uh, uh, Japanese songwriters. You know, fortunately, I've got some experience yeah. in Japan with music too. Yeah. Um, had, had a few number one albums there, actually. Yeah, I remember a long time ago, they did a bit of a doco when they followed you guys to Japan. Yeah, so Nishin did like, hit a top 20. Yeah. Um, and we toured all of Japan, mm. which was crazy. And then I worked with a producer on a solo project that went number one. Yeah. And then I did like a, like a best of, um, of my songs, our songs, and, um, and brought in some of my Hawaiian friends. And, um, and that went number one too. So um, it's, it's going to be cool. Like no matter what happens, it's going to be real cool. Um, but you ask a very good question. How do we control that? And um, we just say, look, this is what happens. You put it in the contract and then everyone's on board. Um, but to be fair... They've all been really supportive of that. Yeah. No one no one can tell our stories better than we can. Hard and out. for so long, we've had other people mm-hmm. um, make money off that um, and, and use our tikanga and reo and narrative to advance themselves. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that whatever this will turn into will be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's about creating the next one. So what mm-hmm. we know is that don't get me wrong, we're excited about the story, but our big picture is to get that model right, mm. to get that system right. So we have the distributor, we have the anime studio. The funding? We have the funders, mm. and then we just write stories and boom, send it through. And it's all about <laughs> representation, create. right? So it's what you see is what you can be, and yeah. that's something like this new concept is, is new. Yeah. It's yeah. not what our tamariki normally see. No. And so right. it's giving that... And I think it's our niche, right? That's our something special. Yeah, well, so I mean, we, we can definitely draw on that, but I think we're just good storytellers in general. Mm. Um, mm. You know, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether regardless of whether it's true or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. Um, we're good. We've got the expertise. We've got the talent. Mm. We've got the creativity to write just great stories in general. Yeah. So really, that's where it starts. It's still got to be a good story, no matter whether it's got a Māori character or not. Mm. Yes, it helps, and I'm all for that, but the story itself at its core needs to be mean. Mm. Um, And that's what we focus on, because the rest is, we're naturally going to put that in anyway. Mm. You know, we're naturally probably going to have one of my songs in there, or we're naturally going to have kapahaka in there, or or pictures of... uh, the motu or the moana, whatever it might be. So, um, so that bit's a given, but we've, th- it starts at that story. Mm. Um, what is that? And why do you care? Or why is it pulling you in? Or why is it making you want to watch the next bit? So that's, mm. that's the challenge we have as creators. Mm. We're, nearly, we're nearly there, nearly there at the end. Um, probably second to last question is looking at uh, your music. Where are, where are you at with, with music? Yeah, cool. Um, cool question. I've only like recently like started to have a look at it again, mm. to be honest. Mm. I need, I don't know about you, but like, because we've got so many things going on, I know when I'm just not in, I know when I'm just pushing it for the sake of. Mm. So I just go, it's when I get to that point, which is generally with music, I'm like, oh, just have a rest, bro. Like, yeah. come back when it's ready. Mm. Um, and sometimes I need the right music to get me going because I don't make the, the beats or the instrumentals. 
I've got to work with producers who do that. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of reliant, and I don't want to be, but it's just the way it is, on whoever that person is having the right track for me mm. at the time. I'm ready to hear it mm. or ready to have that story kind of come out of me. Um, the hard work comes when you don't have any of that and you've got those old instrumentals. You're like, ah, oh, these ones. But you've got to work. Hey, that's when the hard work and the grind comes in. So I'll write songs and sometimes they'll be real dumb and they won't do anything. Or they'll be, I'll be like, oh my gosh, did I write that? Or oh, I'm writing the same song again or whatever it is. And But that's part of that sharpening of the axe to get that one when it does come. Mm. It's like the practice, right? Mm. You don't you practice to get better. Um, that's what that is for me in terms of music. But um, I hope to put out an EP or just a body of work. Mm. Um, I've got songs ready, mm. um, but I just think there's something about a body of work that, that I don't know, that just says a bit more for me. Um, so, yeah. I'm Timing's pretty, big. Timing's know. big too. Mm. I don't worry that about that as much anymore because mm. I just think it's ready when you're ready and, um, and you can't, yeah. especially in terms of industry, you can't worry, or even business. Here's another piece of advice. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing because if you do that, you'll never start. Like, why would I try and do a label when there's Nike? And there's all these other labels that I mean, like if you worried about the competition, you're never going to have a go. Mm. So just, it feels good. Just have a crack. I've thought about that with yeah. this podcast too. Yeah. You know, I've thought about, man, this, cause I listen to lots and lots of podcasts. I yeah. mean, we both do. Yeah. But I was just saying to Maya just before you arrived, yeah. that, um, I've listened to a few and I've, there's some questions in there that I think is probably our, um, point of difference yeah. and I've always said that our point of difference is still yeah. um, having a, a a female and a male from both Māori and Pacific perspectives yes, yes. Um, although we, although this first season is focused on being mixed race mm-hmm. we, we don't identify as well, in a sense as mixed race ourselves but I think we can all learn yeah. for us it's about learning yeah, yeah. learning from your children yeah uh, learning from you know the makeup the of your relationship yeah. and, and how we can better help educate those around us. Yeah, I'm with yeah. And so, um, and part of that is that 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 self knowledge, a eh? knowledge mm-hmm. of self to know that actually, I don't care how this is going to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I've done the work, and now it's time to put it out there to the world, and it might fall on its ass, and more times than not, it does. Yeah. But that's if you're basing that result on other mm. people's expectations mm. of loving that. Because actually, you've won by doing what you love and releasing it to the world. Mm. That is the win. That is the that is the potential way. Because we're not creating... It's not a song mm. I'm creating. Mm. That's just my way to like deal with my own healing. Mm. You know? so, this is our this way is of ours. dealing. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. So we've got, our, we've got our thing that we do, right? So, yeah, it's therapeutic for me. It helps me mm. think about ideas or think about moments where maybe I wasn't my best and how I could have been if I'd done something else or whatever, um, or, or delve into that kind of radu, whatever it might be. But um, So it's, it's, it lets me do that, but actually the song itself is just, it's what I call, you're just creating potential for mm-hmm. something to happen. It's like the label, I make a t-shirt, it's got potential to do something, but it's just a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But you're creating the potential for something to happen like just do stuff. Mm. Um, I like to not just do stuff for no reason. So, cause you love it. But when you do that and you make something physical or you make something that is accessible to others, then that affects the world. Right. So that's what you, that's what I think you should try and do. So put it out there. Something might Mean. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. We will. We will.
If we wrap it up, yes. our Pātai Whakamutunga, first, first off, thank you for You're joining welcome. us today because Hard. there's a lot of things that I've been sitting here, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I needed to hear that today, or mean, I'm so glad we were fortunate enough to have you here, so yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Hopefully I stayed on topic. I can I can <laughs> waffle a bit, so um, please edit me up. Uh, yes, <laughs> and, uh, no, it was very, very so, inspirational. So I come very across as articulate. So, uh, here we are now. Pātai Whakamutunga, how uh, do you hope your mahi mm. will inspire others or our rangatahi Ooh, or your tamariki? Good tamariki? question. Good question. I just, I think the, the hope is that they n- know that they can, they can do it too. Mm. Or they can actually just do whatever they want at any time um, and not succumb to this idea that you do one thing and that is what you do for your whole life. Mm. That actually you can learn anything at any time, anywhere. Um, but to be a master or to be a gun or tohunga or great athlete or whatever you're doing, it takes work and there is no shortcut. Like you might be naturally good, but there are other naturally good yeah. people. Um, so the difference will come down to hard work mm. and confidence. Um, and the hard work gives you confidence because you know you've done the mahi. Mm. So I think that's the main thing. You can want it all you want, but that has to happen mm. for you to get there. You know? hard there's the exception, don't get me wrong, there's the exceptions that happen that we hear about that just are automatic stars. Mm. Yeah, but some part in their pathway, something falls off. Yeah, 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 you got it, you got it, you got it. So... um so I would just say that's that's all I hope to inspire. You can be anything you want to be, but it will come down to hard work. Well, I say work hard, uh, work smart, not hard. But sometimes working smart is working your ass off mm. and doing whatever it takes and doing that internship that pays no money, or you know staying up doing all nighters finishing your exams or I mean your essays or mm. studying for your exams or whatever it might be, whatever it is. There is mahi to be done. Mm. But if you can learn to love that part of it, bro, the rest is easy. Mm. Like learn to love the, learn to love the grind. And um, to do that, you just do what you love. Because mm. if you're loving what you're doing, you're not worrying about how hard it is. Mm. You just go for gold. And then eventually, I promise you, this will happen or another door will open. Mm. You'll go, that's not me, but I want this now. Mm. But you couldn't have done that if you hadn't, hadn't known. So um, that's all. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in with our special guest, Te Awanui Rita. We'd love to hear any of your feedback, so hit us up on our socials at Koko Ngati underscore podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Season 1 of Koko Ngati was made with the support from Foundation North's Pacific Future Makers Fund and the Coco Net.